Well, what did you think of our first podcast? I was a little nervous and um, obviously may have come across a little bit here and there, but um, I really enjoyed this experience. Are you asking me or are you asking our listeners? (laughs) Maybe both. From First Community Church in Columbus, Ohio, this is Still Listening with Julie and Glenn Miles. Welcome to episode one. We've been asked to start our first podcast by talking about some of our experiences here at First Community Church um, in, in Columbus. Um, and the first topic that was suggested, I think, is a fun one. It was, it was our first official Sunday. It was January the 8th. And Julie, I walk in in front of people all the time uh, with all the eyes on me. And I, I actually kind of like that. What was it like for you, though, on that first Sunday when um, every eye in the place was on you as much as it was on me? I felt a little intimidated at first, but that was of my own making. Um, From the very first moment that I met some of the search committee members in Kansas City for dinner, I figured out that this was a congregation that was very warm and welcoming. I certainly felt like that every person that we've met from the First Community Church staff to parishioners in the seats, um, we have felt encouraged and supported and it has really become our church home. Is there anything from that first day that stuck out to you? I mean, other than it was a great sermon, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just think that it was just the overwhelming warmth of the congregation. Um, Just from each person that we met, it was just a nice, warm um, welcome. Seems like the day was about six degrees, but everybody was really, really nice and pleasant and, and warm and there was, a, there was a lot of enthusiasm in the, in the room at both campuses, both at North and South Campus walking. It just felt like we were home. That's right. That's true. I do remember that night going out to a dinner to celebrate. Uh, we, we were staying at, the, at a hotel on Lane Avenue. We walked down to... Uh, Vino... Uh, Vino... No, the Bristol... No, no. it was Vino something or other anyway. Um, and we just about died on the walk because it was like six degrees and we didn't have enough warm clothes. Um, that might have been the best cheeseburger we've ever had was, was that night. Yeah, I, my experience too was the same. Everyone, the staff and all the folks that, I, that we uh, talked to on that day were, were just unbelievable. And um, I remember being really so nervous at the, at the 9 o'clock service. At 9, nine o'clock, 9.15, I don't remember what time it was now. Um, it was the first one. I remember being so nervous that the bulletin was literally, literally shaking in my hand. Um, but once I got up to preach... Uh, there was a little voice in my head that said, you're a preacher, just preach. And I, I had a lot of fun that day, just a lot of fun in the pulpit, a lot of fun shaking hands. Um, do you remember walking into the library, though, when we had to wait for the vote? That was a bit intense, <laughs> <laughs> just waiting. And, um, but it was also a chance to kind of to take a breath and relax and, you know, just take in the moment. So it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. It was- I remember finding a copy of Adam Hamilton's book, uh, in there, I think it was. I think it's Half Truths is the one that was in the library, and I took a photo of that and and texted it to him just as a way to to both kill time and and calm my my nerves down a little bit. I was pretty sure the vote was going to go okay, but but um, uh, it was it was it was a little bit nerve wracking just to have to sit and wait. Um, do you want to say anything about what it was like walking back in? I remember that you were walking very very fast, and I could not keep up. <laughs> I do remember how, that, wait, but that's normal for us. But I was going to say, how is that different from normal? Yeah. <laughs> so I was few steps behind, but I was also uh, greeting people as we were coming back into the sanctuary. So 
it was it was fine. It was fine for me. It was, uh, and I yes, my true confessions. I do walk too fast, and I always walk ahead of Julie. Um, but for me, it was it was uh, uh, a moment where I really want almost wanted to run. I was that excited and 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 was walking very fast and, and ran. In fact, I walked right past Ginny Barney and then stopped and went back and gave Ginny a big hug. She's the chair of the search committee, of course, and then went over and shook Scott Campbell's hand, and and that felt good, and then gave a, a word or two to the congregation. Um, yeah, just from beginning to end, it was it was an amazing day. One of the great things um, coming to Columbus for the first time was finding out this is really a cool, hip place. I know. It's got great restaurants, and for us being kind of foodies, we kind of like all the special restaurants, and um, I just was pleasantly surprised by that. What's your top three um, restaurants? Well, I do like Columbus Fish Market. I do like um, Third and Hollywood, and I do like the Avenue. I especially like Marshall at the Avenue. <laughs> um, Are you going to confess to everyone a, who's listening that you have a crush on the, I have on a the crush manager on, at the Avenue? I have a crush on him. He is the sweetest guy. Um, and, you know, he treats everybody that walks through the door like they are his best friend. And that's why I like him so much. Uh, he just got married, and, mm-hmm. and it seemed like he spent about 30 minutes at our table telling us about it, yeah. the wedding ceremony and yeah. the honeymoon and the restaurants they ate at and all the places they went to on the beach and all that. It was pretty, it was pretty cool to see him. Yeah, I'd agree with, I'd agree with the Avenue for sure. Um, uh, Third and Hollywood's really good, but I also like... Um, What's the place on uh, in the short north? The Pearl. The Pearl. I love uh-huh. the Pearl. That that's we're the oldest people in the room when we go in there, but it's a it's really good food and, and a great atmosphere. Well, do you remember we took our boys down yes, there, I do. and yeah. um, both boys were very impressed with the short north. In fact, they were trying to convince us that we needed to move into that area. I, I um, wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. <laughs> However, um, I think that that's more their scene than our scene, but um, but we do love the short north. It's just a fun, hip kind of place to be. And I, I, I got to say the avenue is 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 great. There's a couple of good places on, on Grandview, though, that I enjoy. Matt the Miller's is really good, and uh, we've been to, to Vino Vino and Filio's, and um, I, I think that's... Oh, and Spaggio's, of course. We've mm-hmm. been to Spaggio's several times, and we haven't had a bad meal yet since coming to town. We like Polo's out there on um, Riverside. Is that right? No, not Polo's. Gallows. 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 We like Gallows out there on on uh, uh, 33 or Riverside Drive. We like going in there and sitting up at the bar and talking with people all around us and visiting well, and getting to know people. You like doing that. You, you talk to everyone in the room. If we put a First Community Church hat on, then everyone would know about First Community Church by the end of the night. We should probably think about doing that. I'll buy you a hat. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of the things I remember um, we did when we first got here, someone in the church gave us uh, um, was very generous and gave us some tickets to see Romeo and Juliet, which was at the, the Ohio Theater. The Ohio Theater. That was really cool. I was we were real. I, I was impressed. I won't speak for you. I was well, very impressed with the theater. We were taking photographs and texting them to our old, our youngest son, who's a theater major, and that was he was so impressed that when he came to town, he wanted to go to a show. Love the show too. It was it was beautiful. I'd never seen uh, Shakespeare done to a ballet, and I I have to admit I was caught up in the story. And even though you know the story, it's still a, a powerful one to see of of love being given and love being destroyed and, and love even continuing on after after their lives are over. Of course, we got to talk a little bit about Ohio State football. 
I know you're looking forward to going to some football games. I'm looking forward to learning more about football. <laughs> that was kind of a mean thing for me to do. Um, uh, Julie has spent her entire married life to me uh, putting up with football. Um, she enjoys, well, I should get them speaking for you. but, but I do uh, love basketball. I love baseball, but I've just never got into football. So I am, I am looking forward to learning more about football these days. And it's going to be fun at Ohio State, too. One of my bucket list items is going to a game in the shoe and, 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 and uh, getting to know all the traditions that come with, with uh, Buckeye football, learning how to say O-H-I-O. Oh. And <laughs> I'll be trying to give it, Julie, O-H-I-O. There you go. All right, we got it, we got it down now. One, one of the things, too, that I love about this town is uh, it seems to me, I, I haven't done any research on this, but it just feels to me, like um, people are in pretty good shape here, and we see lots of walkers when we go walking in our neighborhood, and we we're always health is a big being being healthy and strong and take care of yourself is a, is a big part of of this community. I've appreciated uh, that a lot too, and 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 just just in general, um, Ohio it just seems to be like the friendliest state uh, that we've we've lived in uh, maybe ever. Um, we've lived all over Tennessee, uh, Georgia. California, Oregon, what am I forgetting? I think that's all of them. Um, but this is as friendly, if not more friendly, than anywhere else we've lived. Um, although for Tennessee, as I recall, Tennessee was pretty cool yeah. in terms of the uh, upper east north, uh, the upper um, east Tennessee folks. Well, yeah, as, as we've been saying, um, Columbus is a great town. And you mentioned, Julie, a minute ago that, that our boys uh, love discovering what we'd already discovered was that it's a, a pretty cool and hip place. Why don't you say a little bit about Nate and Stephen? Nate is 27 years old, and he is our philosopher, and he's um, staying in Kansas City, loves Kansas City, and um, has no plans to move anywhere else, so he's going to call Kansas City home. And our 22-year-old is a theater major, has a semester left at UMKC, University of Missouri in Kansas City, and hopefully will graduate next semester. Um, he is, um, Stephen, if you're listening, you better graduate. graduate. <laughs> yes, and, um, he came through Columbus, um, a week ago, Monday and performed, uh, two gentlemen of Verona and for an audience here at Lincoln Road Chapel and, uh, did a fine job. I thought they were very good. It was a four person ensemble and they had to plan everything. They had to do their own fundraising they had to do their own publicity they had to create their costumes and um, they played different characters each one of them and did a wonderful wonderful job so they are both um, couldn't be any more different from one another but uh, we are very proud of our boys both great kids in fact um, Nate's worked as a fashion consultant and I'm going to um, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking about having him help me pick out a new suit and some new shoes and a few new ties and, and put him to work for me and, and keep me um, uh, dressed uh, as, as well as I possibly can. I, I don't dress as well as he does. He's, he's pretty uh, cool looking. And, and yeah, both, both great kids, both big sports fans. Nate loves uh, boxing, 
uh, loves to watch all the fighters and all that. And, and, and baseball, Steven, he's into baseball. He's a huge now. Kansas City Royals baseball fan. That's another thing we did was went to a baseball game. We did. We yeah, went we, to a Columbus. I forgot about that. We went to a Columbus Clippers game. And it was a great, great stadium. I was very impressed with the stadium. We were there on Memorial Day, which was um, a great day to see baseball. The weather was perfect. It was a it was a sold out park, and it was dime hot dog. I think it was dime hot dog day. I had three hot dogs for thirty cents. <laughs> it was a sweet deal and a pretty good little baseball uh, game Team, to watch yeah. too. It was like fourteen to eight or something. I forget the exact score, but lots of home runs and uh, lots of fun. Yeah, but that's another part of Columbus that is is really cool is the the great downtown space and the way it seems to have been revitalized and renewed. And let's talk a little bit about Camp Akita. Okay, um, I was. Very, very impressed with the camp, and I, I know you and I have led, co-led several camps and retreats for high schoolers, and we always used to, um, usually had to um, deal with inadequate space and camps that weren't quite up to snuff, and so I was very, very impressed when we arrived at Camp Akita to find such a beautiful camp and beautiful location. Um, I was also very impressed with all of the young men and women who have given up their summer to be counselors for these young kids. Some great kids. Yeah. Great kids. And um, I was just real impressed. We met with them after dinner and let them ask us questions. And it, I, one of the questions that really stuck in my mind was a young woman who asked if we had any advice that we could give a first-time counselor. And I remember saying to her that I felt like the most important thing is to be fully present, to be um, listening carefully, to getting to know campers, where they are, where they're coming from, and if they could successfully listen um, and be present to these campers, that that would be the ultimate gift that they could give them for this summer experience. Um, I just thought that was a very um, impressive young woman, and I know she's going to share a lot of her gifts and talents with these little kids. It was kids. a thoughtful question, and your response was really good, too, because it's easy to um, forget how meaningful it is for each and every camper to experience uh, an older person, even if it's just somebody who's four or five years older. And at, at that age, at, at, at 15, somebody who's 20 feels like a, an adult who's already had all kinds of experiences in the world. And for that 20-year-old to give uh, herself to that younger person in, in an attentive way is just a huge gift. That's probably one of the best things we do at Akita. Uh, one of my favorite places at Akita is the Cabin in the Glen. Uh, of course, which I because it's named after you. It's, I don't <laughs> think it's really. technically named after me, but I'm, that's the story I'm going to start telling uh, to, to folks. Yeah, I really loved being there with the kids, with the counselors, um, the the young adults who are serving as counselors for the for the summer. They asked us some pretty tough questions too. Yeah, they did. Um, one of the hard ones they asked me was um, uh, about whether or not I've ever had any doubts as a pastor. Have you ever experienced doubt? And I was very honest and said, absolutely. I, not all the time. My faith is strong. I have great faith in the love of God for all of humankind. And I have faith in the church and the church's ability uh, when it stays focused on what it believes and who it is called to be can actually help the world. But there's been enough um, 
uh, ugliness that I've encountered that's caused me some doubts. I, I won't get into the whole story, but one of the, uh, my response, part of my response to that question was, um, before I went to seminary, I was working as a youth director, remember, in, um, in Hanford. That's right. And we had the, the little group of kids who go out uh, mm-hmm. once a month on, on Sunday afternoon and sing songs and have a little a talk at one of the local rest homes, uh, a senior care facility, we'd call it today. And uh, after the service was over, I went walking out and, and a man pulled me aside and said, come in here and pray for my wife. And it was a really uh, awful, awful, awful situation. I don't even want to describe it. Um, I gave a quick prayer and practically ran out the door and he followed me down the hallway and screamed at me and cursed at me and told me to get back in there and pray for her the way I'm supposed to pray for her and make her better. Um, I had serious doubts in myself and in God and, and the idea that there was a God who cared for us and loved us just in that ugly, uh, awful scene. Um, and, and one of the things I noticed, maybe you noticed this too, Julie, was how, how quiet the kids were when I told that story. And I don't mean quiet like they were bored, but like quiet like they were dialed in. They were I, I trying just, to assess and take it all in. I was just up there last week and, and got to check in with them. It is funny how things change from uh, the first week before any of the campers have arrived to uh, two and a half months later uh, after several weeks of camp. <laughs> They're a little bit They're tired. A bit tired, yeah. A bit tired, a bit worn out, <laughs> yeah. but uh, still doing great. Still, boy, I watched them out. After our meeting was over, they went back out to work with the kids. It was a, 144 middle schoolers that week, and, and boy, our staff was working real hard and doing I hope the one thing that they walk away from this experience is that they have invested in these kids and that they have changed lives for some of these kids that um that if they hadn't had this experience um their lives have been enriched the children have been enriched by their experiences I I think you're right one of the one of the counselors, I won't share the story because it was it, it shouldn't be, be shared publicly, but she told me about a, a conversation she had with one of the campers about a, a serious issue. And I, I said to her, uh, you know, in about 10 or 20 years, maybe 30 years, mm-hmm. that camper's going to look back and say, you know, my life turned around when, when this counselor uh, treated me like I was a grown-up and a smart kid and worthy of her time, and it, she was so helpful. I said, that's what you guys are doing. All of you all are doing You may this. not realize it now, yeah. but... You're turning somebody's life around. That's right. For sure. Well, hopefully we can come up with some more interesting topics and take this, have another podcast and talk about some issues that maybe people listening want to hear, want to know more about us, want to know more about our lives and beginnings. And and, um, so hopefully we can do this again. I'm sure we will very soon. This is Still Listening with Julie and Glenn Miles. If you have a topic you would like for us to discuss, feel free to send it to stilllistening at glennmiles.org.